It's me, DJ Envy, with the word of the day. Subscribe. That's it. That's the word. The Alive Podcast Network is global streaming platform that curates the best black creative content in one spot. Just for you, tap in today for $5 in iOS, Android, and AlivePodcastNetwork.com. Finally, a podcast network that understands the assignment. The Alive Podcast Network has launched the world's first content distribution app tailored by and for podcasters and listeners of color. Subscribers will enjoy a wide variety of shows ranging from spiritual to comedic to inspirational. Podcasters can house their content and merch in one spot and monetize from a central location. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com coming soon to iOS and Android. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. You can thank me later. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are here once again uh, for the Positive Deposit Podcast. My name is Yes. Yes. <laughs> My name is Presley Nelson Jr. I'm your host, president, and founder of Positive Deposits. And we're here to transform minds to change lives. And so I have a very special guest. Um, this is one of my fraternity brothers, um, good friend. And um, I'm just so excited about uh, today's discussion and allowing you guys to hear her journey because it's a different different type of cancer and um, but she is a part of she is a Howard alum and so she is a part of our Howard Hero series and so uh, without further ado I bring to the show Melanie Walker so Melanie uh, just give a brief introduction you know where you're from and then we'll we'll jump right into our uh, courageous conversation. Okay, uh, Melanie Walker from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, graduated from Howard in uh, December. Goodness gracious, I can't even remember <laughs> when I graduated. 2007, it's been that okay. long. Uh, with the business management degree. Okay, awesome. Background. Awesome. So, um, you know, uh, you are a survivor. You're, you're, you're going through survivorship right now. So talk to us. Um, <laughs> What type of cancer um, are you battling or you uh, surviving through? Uh, what, what kind? And um, tell us when you found out or how did you find out that you were when you were diagnosed? Um, so the type of cancer I have is, a, is, is weird. It's a rare type of cancer. It's called neuroendocrine uh, mm. carcinoid. Um, and it specifically um, originated in my GI tract. Uh, which through a colonoscopy they found out, but that was after I had a brain biopsy. Um, I just was experiencing eye pain. Um, mm. and my eye was like droopy and it, it happened for like a week. My sister kept saying to me, something's wrong with your eye. And I'm like, oh, it's nothing. I might've rubbed it. You know, they tell you yeah. not to rub your eyes. I was just like, oh, it's nothing. It's just eye. I'm like, it's all right. I bought some eye drops. And it didn't go away, it just got worse. And then the pain showed up and that lasted for a week. Um, but I called the emergency room and I didn't like um, her response. She told me to come in, she thought I had a stroke. But I waited another week until I couldn't take it no more. Literally mm. on my, I was on my way to work. Like yeah. the morning of, like I had my work clothes. That's all I had. Um, going to the hospital, calling my job. Like I'm going to the emergency room. I'll see you in a couple hours. Yeah. Like that's a, like, that's a thing. Like I really thought I would be leaving. Um, turns out I didn't leave the hospital. I checked in at the 16th. I didn't leave until the 22nd. Whoa, whoa, um, hold on, hold on, time out. So you just off this, you went in for 
one thing they said it was a stroke and you didn't leave until a week later well that's crazy well the the stroke conversation happened a week before i went into the emergency room okay when i went into the emergency room is when i called my job i was on my way to work that morning i'm mm. um, thinking i was just honestly thinking it wasn't that serious i was just right, like right. oh something's wrong with my eye they're gonna look at my eye and that's fine so when they but when they saw my eye she was just like the the lady who checked me in was like I could tell she just knew something was wrong. Yeah. So yeah. they like checked me in. Like, okay. so I went and got, um, I went and got a COVID test, got an eye exam. Um, then they sent me for the CAT scan. That's when they so found wait, it. This is, so this is, so during COVID, like, how was that experience, the COVID test? Well, the whole experience during COVID is like, well, one, you couldn't, they don't even want to check you in unless you've had a COVID test. So like, yeah, I had to get a rapid test. Okay. Yep. So that was, and it was my first time getting a COVID test. Okay. So um, that's interesting also. Like I wouldn't even have got a COVID, I wouldn't even have had a COVID test had I not been in the hospital for what I'm going and what I went in the hospital so for. So prior to this, you would never, you were never going to get a COVID test? Like, you know, you were just like. Not I'm that gonna, I didn't want one. Real quick. So why, why wouldn't you, why, why wouldn't you get a COVID test? No, I would get one. I'm not one of those. Um, <laughs> it's interesting. Because <laughs> there are people, that are, they're always like, oh, well, I had it. And I'm like, did you get tested? Right. They're like, oh, I think I had it. I'm like, but have you been tested? So I'm not one of those people. Even pre-getting pre-cancer, I would have gotten tested. Had okay. I had access to it, um, yeah. like read, readily access to um, to something like that, I would have I done it. Right, I, okay. I definitely would have done it. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, that the day I went in, it, it's like everything like kind of went downhill. Like I saw the eyes after. And there's nothing wrong with with the nerves. There's no damage or anything. They just found that tumor and it's pushing up against the back of my eye. So was that they're like they didn't. Hmm? Was that painful? That the tumor? Like yeah. What did it feel like to you? So the way I described it to people, it's like a headache behind your eye. Like, mm. and it's like, like, it's like one side of your face hurts. So I could understand what the, the nurse maybe was saying about me having a stroke because all the yeah. pain, <laughs> yeah. it was on one side. Um, but it just, it like, it was immense, like intense throbbing. And then like the, the pain that it, that you feel trying to strain your eyes to, um, just to see, yeah. um, it, it, it hurts like it, it's a straining feeling like and it, it's just so sore um mm. but the amazing thing i want to say about the hospital and doctors is that they're so smart like they could pinpoint like all little different issues that i was having because of the tumor so they're able to like give me pills so i yeah. don't have that pain and stuff anymore okay, okay. um but like yeah, the 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 cancer just the that tumor just attacked my pituitary gland and it attacked all my 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 hormones. Like it like it's crazy. Like so the pills that they're giving me now, they control, they give me the normal level of hormones. Um, so now like it's it's balanced out. So now I don't feel that intense throbbing or inflammation they were saying. Yeah. Um so let's, but let's, that's let's just see. the brain tumor. Right. That's not even nothing else. Wow. So, man, the brain tumor, that, 
that I just felt the goosebumps and like I'm just imagining like you having a headache behind your pupil, you know, like pulsating. Like, you know, when you get like a headache, it's like right there, right there. It is. Like right in front of your face is probably like somebody just smacking you, bam, bam, bam. So with that piece of it, because I, 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 you know, I was looking through your journey and, and um, when did you have to have a brain, brain biopsy or that was, this was before the brain biopsy? Yeah, this was before the brain biopsy. Okay. So here's the thing. I named my tumor Misty, uh, short for mystery, because I, okay. I mean... Throughout the, the process and the journey, I've just had my, my highs and lows and funs and fun with it. So yeah. the doctors couldn't figure out um, if it was a benign or cancerous. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they were doing all these tests. I met with all these different doctors. They took all yeah. these all this blood from me and nobody could figure out exactly what it is. So wow. the neurosurgeon that I met with, he was against me having a biopsy because he didn't want surgery. Yeah. It's a lot on your body. Right. Um, it is. He said we're going to figure out another way. So I had got a spinal tap where they drained the spinal fluid. Um, oh, that wow. was uh, the, the, the aftermath of that is painful, but they still couldn't figure it out. So I had to get the biopsy and I, mm. I got that on the 3rd of November. Wow. So prior to that, and I was seeing, now mind you, the day you went to go see the eye doctor, that was my birthday. So, oh, happy birthday. Thank you, thank you. But <laughs> um, it seemed like every single day you were going to different doctors. How was that? How did you feel during that process? Because I can only imagine like, okay, I go to this doctor for this, this doctor for this. It was like an assembly line every single day. Like, it was. And then, and then it's just like, they don't know what is going, they, they kind of figuring out, but like, how did you feel like in that moment that every single day you had to see di these different types of doctors? Cause I know for me, that second time that I got diagnosed, it was so overwhelming. Like I was Ugh. like, I don't even want to see nobody anymore. Right. <laughs> y'all are not telling me anything. Y'all are doing all these tests on me. Y'all taking blood, too many different people coming in, like, you know, so how, how did you feel being on this assembly line each, each day of this week? Well, you have to remember, I was in the hospital, mm. so they came to my room. So, I mean, as, essentially I felt like that, like, like I honestly felt like a medical prisoner because I was <laughs> like, they checked me in. I didn't want to be there. Yeah. I'm like, they don't know what's going on with me. And they keep taking all this blood. I hate the needles. Every yeah. night they waking me up, taking this blood. I'm like, I want to go home. And it's, and then I did feel like a guinea pig. I'm like, every day I'm seeing a different team of doctors are coming yeah. in because they're coming in with a, a, a whole rack of students with them. Watching so, watching this go on, right? You're like. <laughs> so it's, like it's, it's a lot. They're asking you all these personal questions. Exactly. Like, and then this, the only, the one thing I, I did not like was the lack of coordination between the doctors. Okay. Cause, cause they would come in and ask the same questions. So I would be like, well, I just told this doctor that. And I, it's not, like, it's like, they're not even communicating with each other. Like they're just basically like, all right, well, we have this new case and, and now um, this is a very interesting case. All right, we're gonna come on this field trip. Like it just—it's like every yeah. single time. I feel you. Sounds like you've experienced that. Oh yeah, yeah. Like so, it's like so. I when I first got second diagnosed, they couldn't tell what it was. They thought it was maybe an infection. Like and because they took it took me like three or four days, 
and I felt the same way like you. I'm like, there's a group of students watching. They may ask a question, or I'm just kind of like, well, don't y'all have the same chart? Did you, didn't you just pass the chart <laughs> to this person? Like, and then like they, I was getting frustrated because they wouldn't tell. I like, I'm like, what is going on with my body? Like, they did a biopsy right. and they couldn't find nothing. So I'm like, yo, y'all gotta get together. Y'all have to even from the biopsy, they couldn't figure it out. Like the first, the they took a biopsy. Um, into, because they thought it was like a um, internal stomach infection. Because mm. um, I had to get an ultrasound on my liver. And so I was just like, can y'all just figure this out? Because right. I was losing, I lost so much weight. Melanie, when I tell you I lost so much weight, I literally lost about maybe like 35 pounds. Oh, wow. Like, and I was, I thought it was because I was working out and things of that nature. And so, but um, eventually they figured it out and they were able to, you know, really diagnose me. So, we go through this week of you getting, um, you know, assembly line of doctors, field trips of students. Um, and so then after in November, you got the brain brain um, biopsy. What led to you getting make them saying, hey, we need to do the brain biopsy? Uh, well, it's so funny because I've kept track of all the doctors. So there's like um, all the different doctors, they have like their own personality. Yeah. their own little personality. So I have one, his name's Dr. Wexler. He's the endocrinologist on the team. He's okay. the one that prescribes me my pills because yeah. he's keeping track of all the hormones and stuff. So he was just like, I'll never forget because he just got so giddy about it. Like he was just like, the tissue is the issue. Like I know it's so <laughs> corny. It's just, it's very corny, but he's just like everything that they did, they couldn't figure it out. So it was just like, yeah. they had to get a piece of it. And it's like, they were just so thirsty to get a yeah. piece of that. Like, yeah. and the neurosurgeon was like, when he initially was talking to me about it, he was just like, everybody wants the biopsy, but they're not the ones doing it. So, you right. know, like he like came out, it, it was like, he almost like was shutting it down. Mm -hmm. um, but that was the only thing that told him um, what it was. Got you. Um, so you went through the, the biopsy and so, um, and what did they tell you? Like, what was, the, what was the diagnosis after the biopsy? What did they say? Well, they had me waiting to okay. a couple of weeks. So that was um, a little thing, you know, nerve just nervous. Yeah. Yeah, because when I left, like I got this, like this alert on my phone for, um, this is before I even knew it was cancer. Yeah. Um, cause, cause they had, they were all reassuring. They were all like, no, doesn't look like it. It's yeah. probably benign because right. they didn't find anything. Right. So like, I'm like, okay, great. They're just gonna like remove this. So I got scheduled for like removal. Yeah. Um. They were like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna be a survivor, Misty. She's gonna go. Right. Like, right. And everybody like, yeah, Misty gotta go. My brain, <laughs> like, she gotta go. Yeah. So um, but two weeks later, I had to call in. And um, when I talked to him, like he had no smile on his face. Wow. Um, that's how I knew it was bad news. Yeah. Like, dang, dang. Like, how, I just how did you? Knew. How did you take? So when he told you, how did you take it? You know, because I, I'll say like this: when I found out the first time, like I was like, I was, I was a mess. So when you saw the look on his face, <sighs> what was that reaction? That you know. Cause you're, you're a very bubbly person, you know, you're optimistic, you know, like, yep. 
<laughs> yo, it could be it could be a, a storm. You like, yo, we gonna we gonna make it. You see what I'm saying? Like, right, right. But with, right. with cancer, how did you feel? Um, I can give you the the. I remember the exact moment when he told me, and um, if I could say it in one word, I would say speechless. Mm. Um, because before I had left the hospital, I wanted to mentally prepare myself. I remember yeah. telling myself, whatever news I find out don't change how you feel like it like even whether it's good or bad you yeah. know try to maintain a positive you know it just maintain a, my strong relationship with god yeah. um so that you know when it, the times get really really rough you know i could just fall back on my faith right. um to to lift and see me through it so i had kind of already like like halfway mentally, prepared myself mentally you already prepared yourself yeah yeah, um, but when that moment came, um, mm. I'll tell you, it was like a, it was like, it was extremely overwhelming. It was devastating. I'll be honest wow. with you. Um, like he was just like, <laughs> "Do you need a moment?" He was very, <laughs> very serious, very to the like. Yeah. He's just about the facts. Like he's a double doctor. Like he's a yeah. doctor, doctor. Like he's right. a PhD surgeon. Like okay. So I got lucky with the, you know, doctors that I have, but he was just like, this is what it is. Um, you know, they're not going to do surgery. Yeah. Um, there's going to be some other options on the table. So um, basically he, I basically got punted off to the oncology doctor. Cause I don't even talk to the neuro neurosurgeon anymore. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So your, so your type of cancer, um, what does it affect? You know, because like every every cancer affects differently, whether it's bone, correct, or, you know, um, your your lymph nodes, you know, like your hip. So what is the 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 GI that spread? Like um, what does it affect? What did it affect with you? My heart, my pituitary gland. Okay. Um, so I have uh, what's called hypothyroidism and adrenal insufficiency. Yeah. Um, so it attacked the, the hormones um, that I had that we naturally have occurring in our bodies. So okay. I don't have those, which is it, it's weird that I have a low level of adrenaline because it's like, how <laughs> is that even possible? I don't so even like, know how that's possible. <laughs> no, this is what I know, though. I, I do know that I'm a little slower than what I was in my 20s. So I'm thinking when I was back in my 20s, I didn't have it because okay. I was like I was operating at like. I mean, yeah. the, I, I just remember the capacity I, I had back then. It's just, I could tell it's a difference now. Um, yeah. So it, so what it, what it does is specifically affects my uh, my fatigue. So wow. I get really tired, like, mm. and I'll just pass out. Really? Like, oh my God, like, I'll just pass out. Like, if I say I want to lay down, I'll be like, all right, I'm tired. Two minutes later, I'm out. Wow, wow. So fatigue, fatigue. Um, uh, how does it affect your bones? Like any, like your ribs, anything like that, or? Well, what happened with mine since um, since it spread, since it metastasized, it did spread to my bones, and I did feel the pain. Like um, it's it's a sharp pain. Like mm. it's just a pain. It's a weird pain that yeah. you don't know where it comes from. Like. Like now I know about, like now I can tie all, all these little symptoms that I had 
to, to this cancer because everywhere it's affected is where I've had my pain at. Okay. Um, but you get it, it's an intense pain, like an aching, aching pain. Now, did they label it like a stage, you know, like stage one, stage two, stage three, or this type of cancer doesn't have stages? Um, I asked that question and technically um, it doesn't have stages, but she said since it metastasized, that means it's reached stage four. Okay. So stage four. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm still hopeful though. Yeah. Um, so, so what is treatment like? with your type of cancer? Do you have to take um, chemo? Do you have to do radiation? You know, what is your, what does your treatment plan look like? So what's interesting is that they gave me, op they gave me an option to, to participate in a medical trial where I would okay. um, go under two different um, trial runs of chemotherapy right. um, to see which one is more effective. Okay. Um, I opted not to do that. Um, That's the more the experimental. That's the, the experimental uh, treatment. Okay. So what, so you opted out. Why did you opt out? Uh, truth be told, I was extremely emotional at the time. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, I don't want nobody experimenting on me. Right. right I was right. just like, can y'all just, cause I mean, at that point I had been through like all those tests and yeah. everything that had happened. And like, not only did it, not only was it cancer, like it spread throughout my whole body. Like yeah. worst case scenario so I was like I don't think we have time to be playing around so yeah we should probably just go ahead and get the treatment okay. um so that's how I made my decision on that and if the doctor the way that she was saying she was like it's your choice I don't know I just felt more comfortable with with her option um because the first option with the surgery they were going to mm -hmm. remove most of it put me through radiation right. and then finish me off with chemo Okay. Um, so I was going to get a combination of ra radiation and chemo and surgery, but looks like I still need to get surgery if the um, tumor isn't reduced by now after the two rounds of chemo. Wow. Um, so I then see. there. So you have a port? No. And every they uh, did you get one? My port's still right here. Yeah. Will you? I to be honest, I probably should get one because I always have difficulty because I have small veins. Yeah. Um, so I had an issue last time, like it's like my, um, the IV swelled up on me. Yeah. Like, I would, um, I would definitely say the port is a lot easier. Um, I've had it both times, you know, and so this definitely looking at, so you still have to take chemotherapy. Yeah. I have four more uh, rounds to go okay. at six total, but I'm two down four to go. Hey, hey, hey. so any side effects from the chemo? Cause you know, Chemotherapy Ooh. will definitely lose that sense of taste. You may lose your hair. Right now, it doesn't seem like the chemo is affecting you, which is good. It's, it's not. It's so okay. All right, so I'm all right. I'm I'm glad we are transitioning into this part of it because um, I'm holding on to my hair. Um, okay. It's definitely falling out. Um, but I feel like, well, my doctor told me that I was supposed to go come. Like she said that it was all going to fall out in three weeks. All right. I was just like okay she was like so you should just cut it i was just like nope yeah. you're like no so you're going so you're just going to wait to see until it just keeps falling out i honestly that i think this is the one piece of it that's making me um it's somehow getting me through it because when i look in the mirror i don't feel like a cancer patient 
Mm. Um, because I still have hair, even though like yeah. every time I go to comb it or touch it, coming it out. comes out. Oh yeah. yeah, it's coming out. Like, I mean, I've contemplated, I might as well just cut it, but I'm just like, you hold it if on. I can ride on this, um, you know, until it actually happens, like mentally, emotionally, it's helping. Yeah. So, well, I think, I think that that's, that's key, right? Because, um, of course it's easy just to cut it off and just, but for you, it's your sense of security during this process. And so it is your sense of security and there's nothing wrong with that. We all cope with it. Um, I'll, I'll just share quickly and then I'm going to transition because you, it, what's amazing is the support you got from like the Howard family, you know, and As what? Yeah. so, but real talk, I was the same way. I was like, yo, I ain't cutting my hair. I ain't doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and literally the first time I was at work and I was going through chemo, I was going through chemo. And one day I was in the back and I was like, I did like this. And then a whole patch of hair came out in my hand, yo, at work. And I said, oh. I told my boss, I was like, yo, I have to go. I got to go right now. I got to go right now. And I told my barber, yo, just cut it off. You know, because the, the I had R-Chop and that's a really aggressive chemotherapy. And it to the point where I lost all my eyebrows, all that. But it was- Oh my goodness. I lost like, I, and obviously, you know, I'm growing up fair. Yeah. But you know, um, but I have yeah. I didn't have no eyebrows, no nothing, like and so um, but it's okay. And I I I commend you for holding on because this is that's your motivation. You see, that's your normalcy, like yo, until I have to, I won't. And so that's that. But look, but I you know, I remember when I got the message about you and you know, um I was taken away. I was like, what? <laughs> not my jewelry maker, not the, you know. Yeah, Maylani the jeweler. Not you, you know, but um, but talk to me about that because I heard you got a, a heavily huge response and support. And yeah, talk to me about the support um about that. Shout out to Michelle because she she I was just about to say oh sorry nothing let me, let, can let me be let said you. without yeah. mentioning uh a Michelle Howard now Michelle yes, Howard. Howard, yeah. Um like mm. just her as a friend from day one, A1. Like yeah. she's been just an amazing person just throughout our friendship in, in general. Yeah. Um, like I like when my dad passed away, uh, she was the the first line brother I called. Um, like she is definitely somebody who like when you want to talk about support system, yeah, like that's that like she is a support system yeah and, and yeah. herself like herself you know so um like the the one the main reason i know i can be positive um is because of michelle not only everybody else but like the fact that people care about you um even when you're going through such bad times in your life like that's amazing like yeah i don't want to get like overly emotional but it's okay let it out if i'm being honest with you i couldn't have did it without her you know yeah. like like she like like i talked to her and she's just like so understanding like she's amazing man she's just such an amazing person like 
like she she's amazing like it I just I'm so grateful for her and the response that I got like it honestly it 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 gives you life like it it just it makes you feel like it's not the end of the world like amen you amen. know like because because you can feel like that you can feel like like this happened to me like why this happened to me like but then you got people who step up and they say, well, you're, you know, you're this, they just remind you, you know, there's something better to be looking towards, you know, living for, No question. You know? no question. So, sorry, that was like a little. No, nah, you know, like one thing. date there. No, no, no. I mean, like <laughs> cancer can take you to a dark place. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And especially like yeah. positive and very ambitious people like us, like it's it's okay to let those tears out because th this is that's that's that that the tears of joy when you have people come around you and surround you and and you have you know that 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 point guard of support like Michelle and other people like man when I tell you I would have never imagined the the support I got in the hospital when it was like it was like a club in there. You know, I throw like events and stuff, but like the nurses was like, no, oh, you got too many people here. But because No, that's how I be. You I'm telling you, like, yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, shout out to Delta Sigma Phi Iota Road. Oh, chapter. I forgot to even say right. Yeah, Sorry. No, 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 no. So what other support? I know Michelle, but like what other support from Howard, you know, did you receive or like your family, but like yeah well, like i do want to speak on delta sigma pi for a moment because it yeah. it, it is an extended family yes, it's not her. something that's that's fake it's no pun intended it's genuine um <laughs> nobody really knows yeah that, i know that's okay it's for those that know if you know for you those know, that know you know you know um yeah but seriously, like I talk to Marvin all the time. Yes. I talk to Vaughn all the time. And like I talked to Vaughn today. He called me. Like, you know, it's just the the greatest thing I will say that has come out of this is me being in contact, more contact with everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if I could like shed some light about that, like, cause you need everybody needs basic human interaction um and communication, but like the fact that something good can come out of something so heavy, like yeah. it, it should just give anybody like motivation to just see the positive in, in, in anything yeah. really, yeah. because Perfect. like, I can't let myself get down because there's too many people who I know are praying for me, yeah. who, who if, if I needed anything, like they just want to support me, you know? So like, I just, you know, I want to give the same thing to other people that people are giving to me. Like, if, it, if there is any good words or positive words I can say to people, like when I speak about it, I notice that when I talk about it positively, I get a positive response. Yeah. Versus if, I, if I'm if i saying it negative to people, I'll get a negative response. Like people are like, oh, you're so like, maybe you, you can, I can speak about it a little differently because I don't want people to be sad about it. So I'm like, yeah, cancer, it's this, it's that. And they're like, yeah, you're positive. I'm like, I have to be. You Yo, know, like, isn't that a, isn't that so crazy how when you're openly talking about it or you're like oh you know like like it's it's like it's a part of me and I think that and for those that are listening I, I firmly stand on this is that being able to talk about it 
is just in a positive way or just being able to be comfortable takes those bricks off your shoulder. It does. And, and people can feel that energy and like, wow, this person is surviving. Like, Melanie, you're still here. I am. Every day I wake up. Every day. And you're yep. pushing through. And so I salute you, man. Like, because like, you know, can't, dealing with cancer is hard. You know, some people don't make it, but you're here. And Delta Sig, that's the, you already know, that's, that's, I mean, right. for those that don't know, the International Fraternity of Delta Sigma Pi, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I am a brother and I'm a part of, is a is an extended family that is, is just so real, you know. And, forever, so forever family. Forever, forever and ever and ever. So, um, so I know I mentioned this earlier, you do jewelry. So mm -hmm. what, what are you doing now? Are you still doing jewelry? Do you have some other ventures? You know, like, um, you know, I know yeah, you're, I in but let's talk about the things that you do, you know, um, okay. entrepreneurship. You've always been an entrepreneur. So. Always. They will always. Right? That'll <laughs> never, I, I would be honest with you, that'll never change. It'll never yeah. change. And more importantly, another thing that's come out of this is this has allowed me, forced me basically, because I can't go to work. I'm on yeah. medical leave. Yeah. So I'm like, I got all this time. Why not? you know, rehash some things, kind of like finish some things I've already been working on. Um, so I put jewelry on, on hold for a minute because um, it's not, excuse me, it's not necessarily like a, a necessity business. Yeah. In my opinion, it's a fashion business. So um, yeah. it's still my first love. So yeah. I'll eventually go back to it. Um, but my latest passion has been um, this professional services where I help other small business owners and entrepreneurs okay. with their business. What's the um, name of it? Well, I've been through several, several names. Okay. Um, the current name is Techable. Techable, okay. I like yeah. that. Tech Able. So it's enabling technology to transform your business. Um, obviously, you know, we're operating in like this virtual space um, yeah. right now. Everything's virtual, technical. So it's, um, you know, and infusing both of those things and yeah um yeah taking advantage of that for your own business but for me that i know that's my main passion is okay. to help people i know that i get the most passionate when i'm helping others see and overcome things that i've i've had challenges with in yeah. my own business yeah. in my own um you know struggles I like so that's it. what i'm doing now i want to like, do i like that first I like the name. You better uh, trademark it the whole night. Yeah. Get, get the logo. No, seriously, man. Like, but you've always been an entrepreneur genius, though. Like, through, through thank you for through, saying that. No, seriously, like through the recession, everything. You've always just been. I remember when you made my little uh, man jewelry. I was like, yo, you gotta make some men stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, see here, you you remember my I, I, you remember my full journey of jewelry, like before I was cutting and soldering metals. Yeah. Like I can like make anything now. Exactly. Um, exactly. Which also goes to show of like hard work, determination, sticking with it. Exactly. Um, all exactly. of those things, you dream it, you can do it, you stick to it. It's your mindset. All of those cheesy things people say is true. Yeah. <laughs> So how do you feel like your faith has grown through this process? Oh, my faith has been tested. Mm, talk um, about it. Uh, I believe that when, well, 
this is always an interesting conversation um because i've been more open i'm just an open book anyway yeah um i feel like i've i've had a stronger walk with god now um mm. because you 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 truly get to that state where you have you it's like you're already pushed to so many limits right so right. it's like you can no longer depend on yourself no you can't like and and I like I almost struggle with this because I'm like, isn't that using God? It's like, why do people all when when it's when people down and out, it's like now they want to turn now you want to now you want to now you. <laughs> 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 what happened when you was up? You know, like, right, right. The praises and the blessings then. Yeah. Um, but but that's when you're most um, able to receive the word of God in the way that He wants you to. So. Amen. You, you have your own journey with God. And I believe everybody's relationship is special and unique and individual. So, so I know that right now I have probably the strongest, I know it'll get stronger, but the strongest yeah. relationship I have right now, because it's just like, if I didn't believe, I would be a wreck. I would be a mess Yeah. if I yeah. did not believe. So now, so, so that's, a, that's a blessing, man. And I, um, I, I concur with you so much, man. Like, the first, when I even had a doubt, I was like, God, you got, you got to get me through this, man. You got me through Howard. You got me through what storms. <laughs> Howard alone is that's, that's a testimony in itself. <laughs> well, it is. It but, is that degree. Yeah. That degree is, uh, yeah, they, they, they make you go through the wrenches. For Stars and stripes. <laughs> Bars. <laughs> but, um, no, your faith, uh, without him, we wouldn't be here, man. You know, without him, the, the vision that he put in me to even have this intimate conversation with you wouldn't have been been possible without him. And um, and so I got a couple more questions for you. Not too crazy. So with this type of cancer, do you have to be on a different diet? You know, like, do you have to, you know, exercise more or like, how are you eating now? Now that because, you know, sometimes they say you got to eat differently. But with this type of cancer, can you still just eat regular or? I just kind of still eat regular because um, okay. I have a I have a dietitian. Um, nice. Okay. She said that I didn't have to like have a special diet. Okay. Um, uh, but just like healthy eating in general. Yeah. So like eliminating um a lot of processed foods, eliminating a lot of red meat. Um. Okay. So like a lot of the things that they tell you um in general, um health wise, I have to do. Um. But I need to concentrate more on like there's a plate set up that I, I'm, I'm more conscious of now okay. that I wasn't before. Yeah. Um, so like two fourths green, one fourth fiber, one fourth protein. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So that's how she said I, I needed to like um, separate my meal. So whenever I'm doing a meal, I need to make sure those four elements, but mo like half of my plate needs to be green vegetables. Okay. Okay. So or vegetables, period. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. So nothing so, special, but not like eating healthy. Right, right. So I know that, you know, you you mentioned or, you know, you have to be on, you know, medicine for the rest of your life, right? Well, I know that I know I'll be on treatment, treatment um, yeah. for the rest of my life. So the way she was explaining, I'm just like, well, does that mean I'm going to have chemo? Like, what does that mean? So yeah. um, it's basically a regimen of pills I'm going to have to take. Okay all the time um yeah. which is i mean it's not fun yeah. um but if it'll keep me living i'm like like there's there's certain things that i had i had gotten over 
Like, yeah. um, I'm just like, all right, I got to do this. Oh, all right, I got to do that now. Um, yeah. I want to show you something really quick. I got yeah. like a little show and tell. Oh, okay. This, yeah, let's see it. This is my board. Wow. This is this is my pill schedule here. Wow. Um, so, so, so this is for five days. Actually, it's, it needs a change because yeah. this is for five days after my chemo. So um, I've been on the last two days. I've been on something different. But I'll take off the dexamethasone and the Zofran from right here and then right here. And then everything else is the same. So for those that, that may be just listening, what is that schedule? Can you just tell us what your schedule is like, you know? Yes. So in the morning, I, um, so for my the, the tumor in, in general, before yeah. the cancer treatment, they put me on um, levothyroxine and um, hydrocortisone. Okay. And I have to take one of those pills with food one of them without food, but I have to take them both in the morning. Okay. Um, actually, I have to take the hydrocortisone twice um, wow. in the day and the levothyroxine. I can't take it with like iron um, or vitamin D or calcium because it'll have some sort of effect, but I can't eat any right, food for right. like an hour. Okay. And then I take that pill at nine. Then I take another round of pills at 12, another round at four, uh, another round at five, and then I close out at nine. But then I, I just have my phone. I just set my phone to go off. Um, so and this is my pill divider that I use nice. um, okay. for, yeah. for the day. So I have okay. the seven days in a um, tray. Yeah. So but yeah, what, that's yeah, that's just that's it. So uh, what is what what keeps you motivated? What keeps you you know be able to sleep at night? Um, I will say like everybody. Like you said, like, is it like God um, and everybody else around me? Like, I can't tell you how excited I was to do this podcast um, <laughs> because I was just thinking, like, how amazing things could happen out of something so, so bad, you know, like, like my basic motivation to complete my business. Yeah. to be out here, you know, helping other people. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and make a difference in somebody's yeah. life, you know, like, and I have the ability to do that, like me, you yeah. know, so that motivates me. Um, like, I just, I, I want to succeed. Like, I'm not done yet, you know, like. Hey, talk about it. Talk about it. You know, it. so I got things to do. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, that for sure helps to keep me in good high spirits. Um, if I'm, if I'm being honest, you, you have to, it, the, the, the sadness can get you, you oh, no know, question. no question, but keep yourself, if you keep yourself busy, focused on things that you love to do. And I'm telling you, you, it's the faith, man. I, like, I can't say that I'm doing this by myself. Like, no, no question. Cause see, I pray all the time. Amen. Amen. So see, you already started the segue into what we always ask every guest on our show your top three positive deposits that you would give to any cancer survivor, any cancer patient, you know, um, someone that may be diagnosed with your, your unique and rare cancer. Top three. I know you told me and I didn't think about it. It's okay. Um, you were going I just want to so. encourage people. Well, one, um, I know this is, I don't, I, well, I need to stop saying this. I don't know if it's cheesy, but um, being thankful to wake up every morning, um, being like uh, living in that, like the appreciation of that moment, 
yeah. has it's taken on a whole new meaning for me now. Yeah. Um, so I can say that if if you could take on on that part of it, like your day could be filled with so much more satisfaction. Yeah. Um, instead like of that. like being upset about certain things, because then being in a situation like this, you realize there's there's way more important things to be worried and stressed about. Ooh, exactly. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> being so, thankful being thankful and appreciative for just living um just as simple as that um being able to see the positive yes um yes. out of everything because you can you can draw negative also yes you can um but just focusing on the positive and then the last thing is not worrying about what you can't change Ooh, that's um, good that's good that's good yeah yeah i would say that because that's the biggest challenge yeah that's the biggest hurdle uh, but once you come into some sort of uh, peace with that, every yeah. day gets better. Amen. Well, look, man, um, this was a, this was amazing. I'm so glad oh, I was man. able. To, no, I'm so glad I was able to have you on the show. Um, so if we want to, you know, if folks want to just reach out to you, hey, Tech Able, you know, like how can we reach out to you? Do you have a social media? Do you have Facebook? How can people reach out to you? Oh well, it's still just my old Maylani Jules um, handle, so at Maylani J. Any okay. social media, um, you can find me at that extension. LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram is still at Maylani J. If you want to, okay. um, at Maylani J. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I will heard get it. that. You, hmm? you know, we need that. We need that jewelry. The jewelry was fire, fire, fire. Hey, the, it was fire. But I'm glad that you are um, expanding and really helping small businesses like. Um, I'm, I, I already know that Tech Able is going to blow up. And so, um, you know, I'm so glad that you're on the show. Thank you for coming. Um, you know, for those that are listening, and you can catch this on all streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and iHeartRadio. Also, you can go to our website at www.positivedeposits.org. Um, hit that donate and donation button too, you know, definitely. This, this definitely helps us to continue these courageous conversations. And, and last but not least, we are here to transform minds and change lives. So thank you so much, Melanie, for coming on. And no um, problem. Thank you for having me as soon as, you know, Hey, trust black just, women. Just, you know, quick little, no doubt, no doubt to do that. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, this has been great. And, uh, We'll talk to you again. You are part okay. of the Positive Deposit family. You you are part yes, of Yes, I would love to come back at any point. You know, okay. I like to talk. So. Okay, okay. We'll, we're going to have to talk offline, but um, we'll see you next time. All right. Thank you again for inviting me on the show. Oh, anytime.